Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Dia Darling. Dia is a project manager and online business manager at all the things I do. She helps entrepreneurs follow their passions online while keeping their lives balanced. She believes you can have a successful online business while still enjoying your life. I'm so excited to have Dia here to chat today about transitioning from a nine to five to being a full-time entrepreneur. So let's dive right in. Hi, Dia. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to chat with you today. So before that, we dive into this episode, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a project manager slash online business manager for uh, online entrepreneurs. That's a lot of online. I started online uh, a little bit over three years ago, and it just kept evolving into, um, okay, it's a blog. Okay, now everyone's asking me, how do you manage your daytime job and putting out all this content? And then it was a podcast, and then I started getting random like clients, and yeah, and then I finally ended up making the jump. Uh, the beginning of June to go full time with my business. So it hasn't been super long, but it's been a trip. Uh, I basically just, I always tell people what I do is help everyone stay sane, help business owners stay sane and organized. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I didn't know it was so recently that you went full time with your business. I mean, I, I, I knew you had a day job for a while, but I didn't know like how long ago you ended up like quitting that and all that stuff. So Cool. Um, so what do you actually do for your clients? Like, what are some of the tasks that you do for them? Um, everything from breaking down, uh, for example, I have one client who's doing a launch of a totally brand new program and it's the breaking down the strategy. Cause I do come from a marketing background and that just inevitably bleeds into every single client I work with. Yeah. But it, uh, for example, so on this project I'm doing breaking down, okay, what all do we need to do? Like basically creating a checklist, which is way more intricate than just the checklist. Who's doing what? What's the due date? Has this been approved? Has this been uploaded where it needs to be uploaded? Okay, let me check in with the designer. Let me check in with the VA. Let me check in with the social person. So it's basically just taking the other person's huge big picture idea because I find like with entrepreneurs, a lot of them are just floating in the sky with these huge ideas. And, <laughs> and, it, and like for someone who's like me, who's very, oh, I like things to be just a certain way and I like to plan ahead. It's like, okay, okay, let me bring you back down to earth. Cause I have one client, I tell her all the time, I'm like, okay, I need to bring you to earth for like 30 minutes yeah. so we can like get these things knocked out. But I take them, I take their idea that's up there and I actually make, break it down into actionable steps and decide who needs to do what and then keep up with everyone. So it's, it's fun and it's exciting, but it's sometimes very stressful and random. And just because, and I know I've been doing this to you a lot, but just because I like to plan ahead a lot of times other people don't. So it's like, oh, hey, can we do this today? Or can we swap this? And it's a lot of like me having to figure out what's, what's the priority and what can wait. So 
Yeah, no, I love that. I think a lot of people, like a lot of entrepreneurs really need that. I actually am fortunate enough that I am very strategic and planned, but I also have like a ton of ideas. So I have like a good mix of the two where I know I can like manage myself and work backwards and kind of figure out when things are going to be due and when they need to be due to make a launch happen and things like that. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't work like that. There's like, I have this grandiose idea and you know, what do I do? How long is it going to take me to implement it? You know, and then all they want to do is produce, produce, produce the content, but they don't manage the other aspects like creating the graphics to promote it. You know, they don't want to work on the emails or any of that. They just want to straight up make the course and like the bonuses that go along with it or whatever they're doing. So, you know, that's really needed in this industry for those people who really just want to tunnel vision on the content creation and not worry about you know, the rest of the stuff and have that outsourced to, you know, a project manager or, you know, like you said, a VA, social media manager, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then bigger entrepreneurs that have those big teams. So I think it's definitely a very necessary job. Oh yeah, definitely. And especially when, I mean, some of my clients are working on things outside of like, they, like I have one client who has multiple businesses and I'm just working with her and like two of them. So she has all these plates she's spinning in the air and she has to meet with people and, and you know, it's not the best use of her time to, um, like manage these different aspects because she needs to actually be doing the generating money making activities of the business, the live streams, the client calls. So I think it's really important to be able to identify that. And I think the biggest issue with people realizing it who don't have, cause it's great that you have that balance because mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't, they don't want to hand it over. And it is, it is a lot of responsibility and it's like with my clients, their company isn't my company, but I still have to have that care like it is because there's so many moving parts and it's my job to make sure they keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like a big thing with outsourcing too. People get scared because they're like, wait, but they're not going to love my company as much as I do. And that's true. No one's going to mm-hmm. love your company as much because you produced it, you made it, it's your baby. But you have to hand over the reins sometimes or you're never going to be able to start growing your business the way you want it to be because you know, you're only one person. You can only handle so many things. Things. And once you're yep. to the point where you're so busy, then you're just not going to be able to grow because you're just focused on the day to day versus the big picture items. Exactly. It's so true. <laughs> I, I'm in that point right now. I'm like, you know, I sit in my sauna and schedule tasks to myself, and I'm like, you know, eventually I'm going to have someone who's scheduling out these tasks to me. And even mm-hmm. though that's something I'm good at, it's not some like the best use of my time always. But I'm not to the point where I feel like I can hire that part out like I do hire like podcast stuff out and other tasks like that I'm like okay I can schedule myself for (laughs) for now but eventually it'll get to the point where I need something like that in my business as well so um it's in mind and I think it's I think it's so important too because a lot of times that stuff is draining like when would that that's why I have to say things like okay let me bring you back down to earth or hey I just need to get you to look at all this stuff real quick. Like I have copy from copywriters. I need it approved. Like, I know you don't like to do like, or this is the things that you don't like to do. And I think a lot of times these tasks uh, entrepreneurs do because you know, you're so used to doing everything by yourself, but it's stuff that drains you mm-hmm. and you have to be careful with that. Cause you know, we're only, you only have so much like energy throughout the day and those tasks that are really draining have to get done. And when, when you reach a certain point, it's like, okay, would it, would it be more beneficial for me and my business to hire someone else to do this? Or 
and then I can use that energy and time elsewhere generating money to that pays for that person. So it's, it's definitely something that is very needed and has so many benefits I find. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I used to be really scared to outsource anything. Like I recently hired on um, a team to help me with my own stuff. Like I had freelancers that helped me with client work, but like outsourcing my own stuff, I didn't do that for the longest time. And it's been such a big help. Like I used to produce um, my podcast by myself, like do all the show notes, do everything. And I was doing it twice a week. So a lot of time. (laughs) I hired out like a VA team that like, has full service like they help me with podcast tasks they help me with like you know just scheduling things to social media not any like strategy stuff just like straight up here's this post it's going on social media kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it just really like takes hours off of my week and you know you don't need to hire them full time like they do 10 hours for me a month and like that's enough to get all my podcasts and my social stuff scheduled so it's definitely enough time um you know if you're looking into outsourcing you don't need to hire on someone full time you can start small and i think that, i think that that's because there's so many people like with me my like the, when i first started taking on clients like i was working a full time job so i didn't want anyone who was like hey come work with me 40 hours a week and i don't know if it's actually going to last cuz that's the first time they've hired someone like you it's it's more people like in the position of trying to freelance or be a va or have their own business are looking for like small packages or looking to sell small packages where it's like okay i only work for you 10 hours a week and this person 10 hours a week and whatever it is just because that gives them that flexibility because when you have someone who's like contracted for, I don't know, 30 hours a week, yeah. it's basically, it, feel, it can feel like you're having a daytime job. So it's kind of like, what's the point at that point? So exactly. then it's your own client and you know, you can only take on like smaller projects here and there. You probably wouldn't be able to take on anyone else that is, you know, a recurring client. So it's definitely like you're reaching your income cap like immediately versus taking on you know, mm. clients, which obviously you can't take on like 20 clients and still be sustainable because you're probably going to go crazy unless you have <laughs> find you. Um, but you know, you just kind of need to find out what works best for you and you know, how many clients you yourself can manage and then kind of price accordingly. So you're obviously not selling yourself short, but you're also mm-hmm. able to still live a fulfilled life. That's not full of work all the time. That, yeah. And, and you don't necessarily want to put all your uh, eggs in the same basket. So yeah. I think it's important to be able to have that mix. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. Cause if one person, like if that person's like, eh, you know, I don't really need you for 30 hours anymore than your income. <laughs> like, Hold on. Let me go find all these clients. And uh-huh. doesn't always happen <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely like you have to um, diversify everything for sure. Um, but yeah, so kind of let's dive into talking about transitioning from a day job to being a freelancer. So how do we know when it's time to leave our day job and, you know, decide to take our freelancing biz to be full time? I definitely, I'm so nervous to answer this question because it's such a personal decision. Yeah. yeah I know a lot of people um, will say, oh, on this date, or oh, when I have this much saved up, or oh, when I have X amount of contracts. And for me, like I said, I'm a planner, so it was a little bit of all of that. Originally, I was gonna stay at my um, full-time job until the end of this year, and then things just really, really took off, and I had contracts up through the end of the year, and I was like, I can do this now, and I wanted to do it. I think it, I think it's really a personal decision, but my advice <laughs> for making that decision is, especially if you're like me, cause I'm not married. 
I, you know, I live by myself. If this doesn't work up, work out, I'm going to live in my car. Thankfully that's paid up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm sure like my family would take me in if I wanted to go back home, but like, this is all on me. So you have to think about all the little things that you probably don't think about at a day job. Yeah. You're paying for all of your insurance if it's just you. And if you don't get insurance and you're in the States, then you're going to be fined on your taxes for that. And then, oh, hey, taxes. Remember, you're going to be paying taxes quarterly now or estimated taxes. So you need to be thinking, oh, okay, well, I was take like, don't, don't sit there. I see a lot of people not really do the math when they're thinking about it. And they're like, oh, I make, say, 3000 a month take home. Okay, well, I have enough clients that I'll be making 3000 a month. That isn't enough. Yeah. You always have to think it's going to be more than, like, and then also don't fall into that trap of, oh, I was making 3K a month before and now I'm making 5K. Don't fall, don't like start go buying everything. Like think about the things that you have to plan, plan for. You have to invest in your business. You have to pay those taxes. You have to pay your own insurance. You need some sort of safety net and savings plan. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't save as much as I had hoped to before I made the change because it happened so fast and like, I, I quit about six months earlier than I was planning to, or I guess seven. Um, but I did have a certain amount of contracts to where I felt secure. I, at that point, I was a part of a uh, online program and I, it was like a year payment plan. I paid that off. I paid my car off. Like I had cut back on my expenses. I had figured out how much money I needed to make each month and where I would be with the clients that I had. And so yeah, I, so my advice is do the math, plan ahead, don't send, like, don't have the urgency. I think that was something that was so wonderful for me is that I didn't have the, oh, I have to, I have to buy, I have to take every client because I had a safety net of my daytime job and yeah, it was some tedious days and some long nights and early mornings, but I was able to be more specific and I'll just say picky with who I decided to work with. Like there were some people who I met who were absolutely awesome, but the type of work they were doing, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. Or there were people who did awesome work, but I didn't really vibe with them and I didn't want to work with them. So I didn't have, I didn't feel obligated to take on those clients. So I think just definitely plan ahead and, and take your time. Don't feel a rush. <laughs> Don't feel rushed at all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really important because you know, planning ahead is super crucial because like you said, you have to save for taxes. You have to, you know, be able to pay insurance. It's not just your regular expenses. And then you also have business expenses. There's a lot more that goes into it. And, you know, I know some people who are like, I only save 10% each month for taxes. And I'm like, oh my God, how are you not? <laughs> like, I would never sleep if I only saved 10%. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, you know, like 20 to 30% is like the recommended amount that I've seen pretty much everywhere. And I do 30% each month because I want to be like extra safe. And you know, yeah. like, even if you have a little bit extra money left over, once you pay your taxes each like, year or quarterly, whatever you decide to do, if you have extra money left over, then that can be your bonus. You know, it's better yeah. to save too much than not enough. Because if you're just <laughs> not enough and you're out of your like monthly pay for that month and then that's like shorted. So I'd rather just you know, have a bonus out of that versus being short and having to scramble to come up with the money. I love, I love that, 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 that train of thinking for that, because it's just kind of like, okay, look, I have one client 
every time I get paid from them, that goes into like my tax business account. I don't touch that money because like I've like, done the math and like, okay, this works out. That will be fine yeah. with how much I make from this one client. And, and it's, it's sometimes sad. It's like, oh, I did a lot of work for them this month and I can't use that money at all. But I like the idea of it being like a little bonus at the end of the day <laughs> to <Yeah>. not have <laughs> Yeah, like if you save too much, then you you like apply that as your quarterly bonus or something. I actually recently read this book called Profit First. It's really great. I recommend it if you guys haven't checked it out yet. Um, but it's basically about taking your profit first. And I know that sounds crazy. You're like, what? I can't even pay my bills to take a profit. It's not a huge amount. It's like you start with like 1% and work your way up to 5% and you pay yourself twice a month. So you pay money towards your income well your income account is like where everyone everything comes in you pay some towards your profit sometimes towards your um expenses account some towards your um what else your just um owner's pay account and then some towards your uh, taxes account so it's really cool and you're always doing your profit first so say you made like two thousand dollars within like the first 15 days um, then, you know, it's going to be 20 bucks in your profit account immediately. And then the rest will be dispersed to your other accounts and it all equals a hundred percent. So you're not going to go over or under, but it really helps you kind of have that profit account. And you're like, wow, I actually made a profit. It's not all going to expenses because it's not even going to your expenses account. And it was kind of like weird for me to set up like four different accounts just for my business. And it was kind of hard to get used to, but now it's so nice because I'm actually paying myself twice a month. I was only paying myself on the 30th of every month, or 31st, oh. whatever the last day was. And now I'm doing twice a month because of the system. And you know, if you're struggling to kind of make things work in terms of you know, expenses and just setting aside money and having like a backup or, you know, a profit account for your quarterly bonus. I definitely recommend checking out that book because it really kind of helped me figure out, okay, cool. I'm actually able to make a profit every month because I'm prioritizing it. So, so full disclosure, just because you brought up that, that book, I had heard so much about it mm -hmm. and I ended up getting on an audible. I, I think I got through maybe like the first four chapters and it was great. Mm -hmm. But I, I tried to listen to it way too soon. And I was like, I don't need, like, I don't make enough to get four different, like now I definitely am planning to go back and put that into practice. Cause it all sounded like it made sense, yeah. but I just, I was like, okay, yeah, this is too much. I, I can't do anything of this right now. And now I'm like, oh, I should have implemented that. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I just read like a couple months ago or really last month is when I finished it and started like setting up those accounts and stuff. And it, it was kind of overwhelming at first. I was like, why do I need like 20 accounts? This is really weird. <laughs> like, it just made so much sense. And now like my, I can see how much I'm making each month because it's not being taken out by expenses. I'm seeing like each, you know, on the, whatever the 10th and the 25th is when I pay myself and I'm seeing like, okay, this is how much money I made in these you know days. And this is how much money I made here. And, you know, just being able to kind of estimate how much is going to go towards my salary. Cause every month it was different because it just depend on how much I make. But now, mm -hmm. now it's just going to be 50% of whatever I make that, you know, period. So it's just so much easier. And I think at first it's a little overwhelming, but honestly, it's like a really good method and, you know, you'll be able to always have like your profit savings. So that's really cool. And you, it makes you kind of feel like you're actually making an impact. You're like, wow, I'm yeah. actually profiting here. I'm like, <laughs> going all my money to expenses. So uh, yeah, no. 
I completely agree with you. And I'm, I'm going to die back. Like at this point, I, I think it was made like probably like a year ago and I had like one kind of consistent client and I was like, no, this is too much for where I'm at. But now I'm like, yeah, I need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I would have read it a year, that would have been like, well, this is too much too. But yeah, just reading it like a month or so ago, I was like, wow, this is life changing. Like, so yeah, definitely recommend you guys checking that out. If you feel like you're, you know, you have a steady stream of clients, you're just trying to make sure you're not overspending on expenses or anything like that. So yeah, kind of a random side note, but yeah. so <laughs> what are some things that we need to be doing in our business before we decide to put in our notice at our day job? So like systems we should have in place, like things like that. Ooh, um, I, I, I don't think this answers your question, but I'm going to say it because it means a lot. Contracts. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it. You know, you do need contracts. You, you need the, you need the signed ones and then you need the templates and you need to have a clear process for how you do things with your client and how to set those expectations and, yeah. and, and how to check in with yourself. And this is something that I will be honest, I struggle with because I'm such a people pleaser sometimes, which is a blessing and a curse, uh, that I always want to help. And I think we talked about this a little bit recently, but yeah. I like, I like want to help everyone and, and be there and be great and make them happy. So being able to set those boundaries and to know like, okay, Thursday nights, I go hang out with my best friend and her kid and we watch Grey's Anatomy and I'm not going to be on my laptop. Like just like whatever those boundaries are for you, knowing that you have them in place and knowing what, what is what you expect of yourself. I think it's also really important to set aside time to work on your own business because you always hear people say you know uh are you working in the business or on the business and i think when you when you like if you're like me when you start working with your clients full-time or even when you just work with a client in general it's really easy to just want to push their result mm -hmm. that you completely like kind of drop the ball on your own stuff and not that you're like not paying bills or letting things fall through the cracks, but you're not still marketing. You're not still posting on social media. You're not still emailing your list. And I think that you have to find a balance of what works for you. Um, you have to say, okay, um, on Friday mornings, I don't do client work and I just work on my own stuff. Or on Monday mornings, I take three hours to plan out my week so I can plan my schedule around the client stuff. And then, do my own stuff on this time or this day. I think it's just really important to also, and then as far as systems go, I think it's really important to have everything set up. Um, I love Dubsado. It has everything I feel like I need almost. And to, to, to not get distracted by that shiny object syndrome of systems. Because I think so often it's like, ooh, everyone has a podcast on a podcast. Ooh, everyone's doing a course. I should do a course. But we also do that with systems as entrepreneurs. We're like, oh, everyone's using Infusionsoft now. Maybe I should try to do that. And sometimes it's like, no, just stay with where you're at. What works for you? Like, I personally, like, and, it, and it's hard for me too because I work with different um, different companies or different entrepreneurs. And so, of course, everyone kind of has their own system that they prefer. Yeah. And as a project manager, it's like, I can't just be like, oh, no, we're all going to use the system I like, <laughs> which would be great if I could. Um, <laughs> but, like, I have to go in and, and, and work in those systems, but then remind myself to keep 
what I need for my stuff, like in my, within my business and the systems that I prefer so that I, I can still have those checks and balances. Um, I just think it's really important to know what's expected of you from the systems that you use. Like, are you going to hit a limit where you need to upgrade to a different plan? Um, what fees do they charge? I think, oh my goodness, I, I don't remember when this was, but I remember the first time I got like a sizable payment in, I think it was via PayPal. And I looked at how much PayPal took out and I was like, what in the world? Like you need to be aware of those things and just do your research and set up a plan. And if you, if you can, and I know it, it's hard for some people, especially like myself, like just set up a schedule so that you don't overwork because I think that was probably the, and it still is something. It's one of the biggest issues that I face because you, you work at a nine to five mm-hmm. and you're so used to being expected to be working all day. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I would come home, like maybe eat something and then go back to work. Yes. So it's like kind of ingrained in me. Oh, I should always be on my laptop. And I think it's so important because especially depending on the types of like, if you do hourly contracts or if you do like just monthly retainers or whatever, you don't need to be on your computer all the time. As long as your work gets done, no one cares that you sat there from nine to five. So I think it's just really important to, to, to check yourself and, re- and don't feel the need to always be online if you don't have anything to do. If you don't have anything to do, that's a great opportunity to either try to recruit new clients or work on something within your business or <laughs> edit a blog post, whatever it is. Yeah. But just don't feel the need to like always be on the computer because that's the norm. No, your clients aren't looking in your window like, well, I noticed from one to two, you were watching Netflix. And I, it's like, no, like whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you're getting your work done, don't feel the need to keep those business hours. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, setting boundaries with your clients is super important. Like, I'm not going to say I don't ever work at night because I definitely do pretty much every day. Um, (laughs) But I do my own stuff at night. That's my compromise. I do my client stuff during the day for the most part. And then my own stuff is what I focus on at night because that's when I feel the most inspired. And I have all these crazy ideas that like form in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to map out this whole course in a sauna tonight. Let's do it. Um, But you know, that's just how I balance things. And you just really need to find what works for you and don't forget about your own business because your own business is important. Mm -hmm. What if you lost all your clients tomorrow? Then you weren't marketing your business at all because you were so focused on your client work. It's not going to happen. You're not going to lose everything in one day. You need to like continue putting yourself out there because your clients are going to come and go on a recurring basis, no matter how good you are. Even if you, you're one of the best Pinterest managers out there or project managers or whatever you do, even Mm -hmm. they're always going to come and go because there's things that are going to come up. Like one of my clients have been working together for a really long time and she's actually about to have a baby. So she's taking three months off. So, you know, she's not yeah. working with me for those three months, but she's not working on anything in her business because she has like her passive funnels and stuff set up. Um, and that's like pretty much what's going to bring her the income for the next three months. And, you know, I was prepared for that, but you know, things like that come up. You, you can be the best, whatever you do at whatever you do. And your clients are still going to have to leave at some point or another. They're not going to be with you. 20 years down the road. Um, <laughs> so you just need to plan and you need to be still marketing yourself. And it can definitely be hard when you have a lot of client work to do. Um, but you just need to make time for it. Spend like an hour or two each week in Facebook groups, even that can just help. So, yes, I love that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully no one loses all their clients in one day, but yeah. And then 
there's so many different moving parts. If you have, you had one that uh, is having a baby. I had a client who lost her biggest client. So she had to like get rid of her team for a bit while she reorganizes. And it's like, okay, like it wasn't the end of the world for me, but I'm like, that's huge to her and the business she's trying to build. Exactly. Exactly. Like like, things are going to happen. So you need to be prepared and you can't just forget about marketing yourself or working in your, on your own business just because you have clients. You need to find a way to make it work. And then, and most people can't just drop all their clients for passive income because you know, (laughs) so you have to like make the passive income and the client work work together and make like an hour or so each week, maybe more than that if you can just to work on your business, whether that's, you know, creating courses and products that aren't related to your client work or, you know, anything that you need to be done. There's always something that needs to be done as a business owner. It's never going to stop. So I'm sure you can find something that needs to be done that is not your client stuff. And I will also say this, um, because if you're at your capacity, a lot of times I felt like the second that I had capacity, everyone had someone they wanted to refer to me. And I'm like, where was this six months ago? <laughs> That's so true. Like, you're like, okay, I feel like I'm finally booked out. I could use money, but you know, I can't take on a client. I could only do like passive income streams at this point. You know, so then you get all these referrals and you're like, oh. like what? <laughs> so I just, I, I've been making a point and this, like, this is the tips that the tip that I'll give for that. I've been making a point to like respond super nice, see if maybe I can refer them to someone else and then even just keep their information and setting a follow up to like when I maybe I'm open or I have some extra space to ask them, Hey, like, can I help you out with X, Y, and Z or how are you doing? Like just to kind of follow up. And then I've also offered people like a one-off to kind of help them set up their systems versus a recurring yeah. Um, just in case it was like, they're like, Hey, uh, Andrew, it's one of my clients. Andrew told us she really helped him with this. Uh, can you, can you help me? And I'm like, okay, I can't come on for you. Like I do for him every month, but you know, what if we just had like maybe a two hour thing and I walk you through this or I set up something for you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all about like kind of trying to make it work and just still being really nice and, and welcoming those like woo woo good referral vibes in the world even if you can't take them on yeah no I agree with that and for me that's hard because like with social media a lot of the times when people finally decide they like want to put their all into it they're like ready and then I if I have to turn them down I'm like dang like in three months they're gonna have already found someone else because they're already you know yeah because it took them so long to get into it now so um yeah that's difficult for me that's kind of why I started like an agency style and have hired some people under me so that doesn't happen to me as much because like, awesome. I have someone who can help um who's on my team and you know I still might I don't make the full amount of money obviously because I'm paying the person to do um the work but I still make some profit off of that without having to do any work just being like a man so it's nice, but yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Because it's 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 definitely um, a lot of work because you're <laughs> you know review what your contractors are doing and make sure your clients are still happy because obviously you're the one doing them. So you know it depends on what kind of style you prefer. But yeah, so do you think we should have a certain amount of clients or income coming in before deciding deciding to part ways with our day job? I know you kind of talked about planning and making sure you had like money saved up. But, you know, a lot of people when they're first starting out um, and they're working a day job, so it's hard to have like 10 clients and still work a day job. So, you know, how do you <laughs> work? <laughs> um, 
I think that depending on, and I, and, and I'm glad that you did say that about like the type of work that you do that like a lot of times people are ready to like, uh, like go, like go whenever they're ready to go. Um, I think with me, it's a little bit easier to, um, maybe say, okay, you want to do this? Well, we can start in, uh, we can start in October versus starting right here on August 15th or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that is kind of a benefit there, but I, like I said, it just really goes back to your lifestyle and your needs as far as how much money, um, you want to, what, how much money you, sh- you need to be making before you quit your day job. Um, like I said, also don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think that if you have, I don't, I hate to throw out numbers cause it's so like dependent on who you are and the type of business that you have, but I say at least three clients Yeah, just because then it's a little bit balanced and you just need to make sure that you have enough for your current expenses as well as the expenses that come on with having your own business and yeah. yeah. Cause I yeah. think it's, uh, people don't also think about like the, the cost of the systems yeah. that you may be using or if you, um, Oh, sorry. I know what I'm saying. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't think about like, if you are going to hire a VA, what's your, what, what's that going to be? So it's just the different things that you have to do. So just really think about how much you need to make, Mm-hmm. Make sure all that money isn't coming from one client. And then also make sure that you have those people under contract. And I, I want to say I was, I was at least to the end of 2018 with my contracts. Okay. So I would say, yeah. And, and then be aware of that. Be aware that when your contracts are going to end, what's your marketing plan and, and are, are, they, are do the contracts that you have, or could they possibly renew after that? Or is it stuff where you're done, you're done? Are you going to create a, a next tier of your package for them to renew? Is it going to be the same package? So I think you need to make time to think about that stuff and just really plan what that would look like for you. You don't have to have like every single thing lined out before you make that decision to quit. But looking at that, knowing, okay, what's the likelihood of how long I could really work with this one person? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of math and a lot of thinking, but I think it's uh, again a personal decision, and you just need to make sure that you're taken care of at the end of the day, and that you're being realistic about what you can do as one person. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I think planning for your income is really important. So because you know, like you want to know how much you're going to make. Obviously, months as a freelancer, some months are going to be great, some are going to be kind of um, you know lower. Like it's going to vary from time to time, but. Mm-hmm to know like your base that you're going to make each month you don't add any more recurring clients or any one-off projects and just having that and saying okay i can take on one more you know just random project that's not recurring and i need like this much in affiliate slash passive income um and that's another tip that i have is like diversifying like of course when you're still working full-time it's hard to take on so many clients but if you can start building up that affiliate income and those passive income streams then once you start you'll already have those steadily coming in so you're not like if you have a month where you you know don't get as many clients as you need then you have those streams of income to help you as well i just always recommend not worrying or not like only having one source of income um, oh, and sorry, you said that. And then also, but it made me think also with the planning, mm-hmm. think about the, the extra stuff, because 
you know, you may have, you may figure out, okay, this is about how much I need to save for taxes. This is how much uh, my acuity will cost me. This is how much, whatever, whatever. But think about, okay, it's June right now. And I know in October, I'm going to be in a wedding in Dallas. So I have to run up, like, think about that stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> because last year I was in three weddings. This year I was just in one. And it's like, that's, that's an expense. And, mm-hmm. and it's stuff that's important to think about. Okay, I'm going to have to buy it. I'm going to have to pay for a hotel. I'm going to have to get a gift. And okay, uh, this is Christmas. And I know like, and it's, it's not, you know, like you can't plan for everything, but when you are aware of those things, even if you still feel safe saying this is the amount of money I'm going to be making, you can, you'll consciously, you'll be a little bit more conscious of having that money saved up for those things. Yeah. I think that's really great. And even like something like if like this year I'm going on a retreat in November to Nashville, um, and that'll be really fun but you know making sure you have some money saved for like an education budget so you can take courses and things like that or you know go to retreats or go to conferences and things like that just having like a budget for education I think is great too because it allows you to not take out of your regular day-to-day expenses but still do like you know one conference a year or one retreat a year or something like that and still be able to like do those things without having to take into consideration your you know monthly expenses just like putting a handful of dollars every month in there and by the end you know you have enough to go to you know one conference or whatever you're trying to do that year I love that I don't actually do that (laughs) but but I love that idea though (laughs) I know I was like man I should actually do that I already have like like, bank accounts might as well add another one (laughs) right and then then there's also like so many opportunities with different conferences to either volunteer to speak or you know just so you can either get a free ticket, like any, every little bit counts if you can save. So I, yeah, I love that idea of planning ahead because continued education is huge. Yeah. Like I, I never had a moment uh, like since I went full time or was planning to go full time where I was like, I know everything I win. I'm like, yeah. no, I, <laughs> I am still doing a lot of work like on myself and my business. So I yeah. think it's important to yeah, keep learning. Yeah, it's really important to continue learning. Like I, I'm a huge advocate for that. Like I'm always, you know, if I see a course, I'm like, wow, I like really need to up level this or up level that. And then I'll, you know, take a course and sometimes that eats into like my um, expenses, but it, in the end it ends up being worth it because I'm able to, you know, grow my email list by X amount of people or, you know, do something else with my finances. Like right now I'm in a lounge membership monthly thing and it's about planning for profit and it's actually really, really great. And that's a monthly expense that I didn't have before, but it's, I've learned so much and I've been able to make more money because of this membership. So, you know, it's just like figuring out what is going to be a good fit for you in terms of education and, you know, just making it happen because if you just pass up on all the opportunities for education because you're so scared to spend over your expenses then you're happy either so yeah um so what is one thing that you wish you would have known before becoming self-employed Ooh, uh definitely that it is a huge test of your self-esteem I love that. <laughs> like, and I, you, and it's, once again, it's like, you kind of expect this moment where you think I made it, or I finally accomplished this goal. But then all of these, these insecurities came up for me that I either hadn't experienced in a really long time, or I didn't realize that I had. Mm-hmm. And 
and it, it's just so funny to me because a lot of them like go back to, you know, personal things in my childhood yeah. where I'm like, okay, well, I'm afraid that this client's going to abandon me. And it's like, no, like it, it, it's a lot of like insecurities because you, you do want to succeed. And maybe I don't, I don't too much. I'm not like, Oh, I'm a business owner all the time. Cause I, I don't too much like to talk about, to talk about it to people who don't get it because they're all like, Oh, you, you just, you work at home all day. You probably just chill and watch TV. And it's like, yeah, some days I, I literally, I think it was Monday. I was in my pajamas until I took a shower and put on some different pajamas, <laughs> but I worked, you know, like I worked that whole day and, and they don't get it or they'll ask questions. And sometimes they'll feel a little like underlined, like, Oh, how's the business going? Like, and I'm in just the way it comes off sometimes. And that may just be me being hypersensitive, but it, it is a very, like, you want to succeed. You, you don't want to have to say, oh, well, I went back. And not, not that anything's wrong with going back to a nine to five, but if you work so hard to make something happen, you want to succeed at it. And and, and and there is this fear of either letting yourself down or either even letting the people around you down. And it brings in all these insecurities. And I think it's just really important to recognize your ability, your worth, what you bring to the table, and that that the reason that your clients picked you is because they trust you mm-hmm. and that you probably have the track record to back up what you're selling. So it's really, it's really, a, yeah, it's about your confidence in, in working on that. I think that's probably been what I've been the most focused on education wise is just like staying in my, the right mindset and stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah. I think that's really important. And I agree with like the people like not really getting what you're doing, especially like, I mean, they get the social media thing a little bit more, but like, since I'm also a blogger and I do make a pretty decent income from that too, a lot of people think that's really like, that's the one that they're like more judgy about. They're like, oh, you just like, try on makeup all day. I'm like, no, not really. I mean, like, right? Yeah. I'm like, yes, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, that is obviously my more fun job. Um, it's still fun, but it's definitely not that fun. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of those things, like people are like, they don't get it. So they're kind of like judgmental about it. And you're like, well, you know, I actually do things that are, you know, just, difficult to like have a two day turnaround time for a freaking blog. <laughs> yes. And you're like, Oh, cool. Thanks. I have two days and it's raining every single day. So how am I supposed to shoot anything for you? But <laughs> like, but it's like one of those things. It's like, there are like quick deadlines and turnaround times that people don't really like realize as a self-employed person. And yep. It's all fun and games. And yeah, I do sit around my pajamas half the time and I change into regular clothes 10 minutes before my husband gets home. Cause I don't want him to think I'm a bum. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just like one of those things. It's like a perk, but they might have a perk that they make $200,000 a year or something. Like Mm -hmm. everyone has their thing that they prefer. And, you know, I prefer sitting at home in my PJs and not interacting with people face to face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, all of that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not antisocial, but you know, it's just nice to wear your PJs, sit on the couch and bang out some content on your computer. Yes. Um, you know, (laughs) but yeah, so let's now dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? What does it mean to me? Uh, I would say that it means to me knowing your value and being able to do that in a way that supports your life. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, I think my, my favorite part, 
my sister's been telling me that I'm always hungry. And I, I have a cl- the one client I have that's locally, she's always like, I can tell when you get hungry because your mood switches. <laughs> I like just having my food here with yeah, me. Having all your snacks, like, <laughs> I feel like I should say something awesome, like, <laughs> oh, I can, like, go to my nephew's birthday or be available. But I'm like, I just like having my fridge, like, walking distance all the time. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I agree with that. I can always go grab something. I mean, at my old job, they actually had, like, chips and, like, sodas and stuff. So I didn't really have, I didn't have to, like, part from that or anything because they always had it, like, right down the hall. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, for me, I'm trying to be a little healthier. So having, like, healthy options, like, mm-hmm. in my fridge and not having to, like, make them every single morning before heading off to the job or something. Yeah. It's so much more manageable because I, you know, it just takes an extra step. If I want to prepare something in the middle of the day, I can do that. I don't have to be like, oh, I had to make this at 5 a.m. before I left, you know. Exactly. Like, I used to keep a little, like, lunchbox cooler at my desk with, like, snacks and drinks because I was like, I need my stuff. But (laughs) it's so funny because, like, especially when you work in a, like, regular office environment, it's so easy to not be healthy because I worked with people who were all, like, we're all like in our twenties and thirties. So I'd be like, Hey, let's go to lunch. And I'm like, you guys go to lunch every day. First of all, that's expensive. Second of all, you never go anywhere healthy. So it would be like, Oh, but you do want to get out of the office and you probably don't want to eat that salad you made for lunch. But then now this is Texas and it's summer. I don't want to leave my house to go get food. I'm like, let me eat this healthy food in the fridge and stay in the air conditioner. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel you. I mean, I feel like I've been making healthier decisions since being at home because, like, all I have is my fridge and I'm not going to go anywhere for lunch for the most part. Like, I might order, like, one day that I'm just, like, feeling like I've had a crappy day or something. I'm like, oh, I need some, like, food that actually doesn't taste like leaves, you know? So, um, that happens. But, you know, it's just, like, one of those things I feel like I'm making healthier decisions now, even though I'm walking a lot less because my office and my fridge and my couch are, like, three feet apart. <laughs> but you know it's, I'm making better decisions because I'm not always going out to eat like I literally never go out to eat during the week unless like someone's in town or something so yeah yeah um so what is your favorite tool that you use within your business like this can be anything a project management tool you know um any systems that you use something that you're like I need this and if I didn't have it I don't know how I would survive Ooh. um I'm going to say Google Drive just because everything's in Google Drive. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I do love me some Google Drive because you can do like spreadsheets. You can do like you can add pictures in there. Like I started moving half of my computer stuff onto Google Drive because I was running out of space on my computer because I had so much stuff. So now it's just hanging out on Google Drive versus taking up space on my computer and it's just been so amazing because I'm not always getting that your computer memory is full message on my computer. <laughs> so having all everything in one place is so nice and you know being able to share files with my client and you know other people when I'm collaborating on things like a podcast or you know like my upcoming virtual summit things like that. Um, it's been it's so nice to just easily share links and just you know share it with someone's email and have them be able to see it immediately. So yeah, Google Drive is a good option. Um, And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just someone who you feel like is always killing it and you're always wanting to consume all the content that they create. Ooh, I feel like that that answer has evolved so much. Uh, 
because I think I'm finally at a place where I'm more leaning on peers. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to say Hallie Gray, because I feel like I probably would still be in my nine to five if it wasn't for her. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and she knows it's like, I'm always like, you're the best. Like, be looked up, be booked out is like the way to go for me. Um, yeah. I'm going to definitely say Hallie Gray and then just make my support system and my girls like, they get it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important and I feel the same way like I used to like really idolize like these bigger entrepreneurs but now that I'm like not so new and I have two years of experience under my belt as a full-time entrepreneur I'm like okay now the people who are like they're in the same realm as me they're not just like these pie in the sky people that I will never probably talk to it's like wow these people are like on the same level as me they're repenting my content like this is great you know so, <laughs> It feels, it feels so much like better because it's not um, it's not just some like random unattainable person. It's people I could actually, you know, talk to and feel comfortable with versus just you know people like two years ago when I was idolizing people not idolizing but, but like, like fangirling yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like looking up to like Melissa Griffin and those people. And now, yes. like, oh yeah, I was. I, I was. I need that anymore. Like I, I feel really comfortable in my business and what I'm doing. Of course, it's always great to have a mastermind or a support system and things like that. But it's it's a, it's a lot different than it was for me two years ago. So I I do feel like now when I look at some of the people who I used to really like look up to, I feel like like I that content isn't necessarily for me anymore. And that's not to say yeah. anything bad yeah. about them. But I'm like, this is this isn't what I'm doing, or this is stuff that I've already been through. And like yeah. you said, the mastermind part of it is huge because yeah. it's like oh we're all kind of at the same level we may have different businesses but we we both we've all been doing this for a while regardless of like if it's been full-time or part-time and we know what our mission is and yeah. now we just need ideas to keep making it better and people to sometimes you just need people to vent to or to talk through things with yeah I definitely agree and like you know I feel the same way with their like the people that I used to be really into I look at their content I'm like oh it's still good like for super beginners but I'm not that like they don't cater to me anymore because they're catering to these super beginner people and that's not me anymore like, like you said, the content's still great, but it's just not for you anymore because you've outgrown it, basically. Yep. <laughs> so lastly, where can we find you? So your website, your social channels, all that good stuff. And also mention your podcast as well. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I My website is allthethingsido.com. You can find all of my social handles there. I would share them, but I was not very savvy when I started. I was just like, oh, this is the Twitter I've been using for five years. We're going to go ahead and keep using that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes. And then your podcast? Um, my podcast is Creatives Crushing Anxiety, and you will also be able to check out Janie's episode. So I'm super excited for that. Yes, um, yes. I'm so excited that we collaborated and did joint episodes. It's really yeah. fun to do. I love <laughs> I love doing podcast swaps. It's like one of my favorite things. It's but so yeah, much fun. I'm, I'm really happy that you came on today and I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, I did too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 61. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. 
Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.